Warning, this podcast contains adult topics and themes as well as explicit language. If you are under the age of 18 or bothered by sexual topics, then this podcast is not for you. For everyone else, enjoy. Hi, I'm Frank. And I'm Shelly. And this is the Oh You Were Serious podcast, where we talk about the ups and downs of navigating a marriage that has never followed a traditional path. From emotional affairs and less-than-ethical outlooks and situationships to where we are now, growing together in a much more ethical manner. Join us as we explore how much communication makes the difference in making a marriage work or letting it fall apart. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Oh You Were Serious podcast, where I'm Frank. And I'm Shelly. And we have been gone for a really long time. Yeah, we have. (laughs) So the last time you heard from us was before Thanksgiving, and we had planned on trying to do another recording two weeks from the time of our last recording. But in that time, we've had some stressful family events that came up, followed by the holidays and everybody in the house being sick, followed by more holidays. And it has just been an extremely draining month and a half. So we appreciate you all being patient and bearing with us. Um, We are going to try to maintain a more concise and consistent schedule from here on out. Yeah. But Shelly makes no promises. (laughs) Because you're old. (laughs) But uh, we are back. And tonight... Or this morning, or whenever you are listening to this, we will be talking about uh, some of our less-than-ethical adventures. Uh, Through the years, we have grown to the place where we are now, but it hasn't always been that way. And when we started off, our thought process was we are responsible for our relationship. Other people's relationships are on them, meaning that If we were involved with somebody and they had a significant other, we were not always taking into account whether they had informed their significant other that they were involved with us. Um, Or in a a few cases, several of the women I talked to were definitely not telling their boyfriends about the interactions they were having with me. Um, And several of the wives of the men that you were involved with had absolutely no idea. And wouldn't have been too happy to have found out about it. No, definitely so when we left off before, um, we had just moved back to Georgia, which would have been the summer of 2015. I'm not very good with dates, so I'm leaving that one to you to keep up with the timeline. And we moved back. We had some interactions with people on Fat Life. I started talking to a couple in a town over that didn't really go anywhere. You're looking at me like you don't remember anything. I don't. <laughs> Look. I went back through my fat life messages oh. because I don't delete anything ever. Right. I have years and years and years and years of history across multiple platforms if you go back. Whereas like my fat life's last three years because I deleted everything. Well it's not like you knew you were gonna be going back through it trying to find information for a podcast either. Very true. Very true. So when we moved back, Shelley went back to work at a place she had worked previously as a teen and her manager was an ex-boyfriend who was still very much interested in Shelly sexually. Not just sexually, but romantically as well. He wanted a full-blown relationship. I didn't want 
a relationship with him because we had already been down that road. You were just looking for casual sex. Right. With, with him was... Familiar. But not usually so casual. No. Well, casual in the encounter sense, but not... From... He wanted more than what you were laying down. Yeah, definitely. He wanted a relationship behind his wife's back. Which wasn't what you were looking for. Definitely not. So, this would be X you lost originally, too. Yeah. You asked if you if I would be okay with you playing with him. Right. I gave my consent. Um, I asked you if there was a possibility of threesome between us, which you told me he had no interest in. Yeah, because he is very much against another male being anywhere near him while he is sexually active. Which is understandable. A lot of straight guys are like that. Right. So, I want to say it started before we moved into our own place. Yeah. Um, he came and saw you while we were staying with your dad a few times. Right. And y'all would end up hooking up in his truck in the driveway. No? No. Huh. Never disrespected my dad's house like that. I swear y'all hooked up in the truck. We did not. We did not. Um, in the only places we ever... Then it was either in his truck, in his car. Dry storage at your place of work. Dry storage at the place of work, yes. And living. Yes. Our li- okay, that's the one I was forgetting, our living room. But those were the only places I never once did in my daddy's before. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm not. Got it wrote down here. Now, way back when, we did it in his grandpa's bed. And then I'm not going to get into that story. That's a dark term. But, anyways, uh, he showed interest when I started working again. <clears throat> And because I was so familiar with him, I was willing to do it. Like, you know, my best friend, like, I don't have any, like, feelings of being in love with you, but it's familiar and it's fun. So, or at least, you know, I told myself that. (laughs) You say it was fun, but at the time, and this was one of the things that caused some resentment with me, is you'd come home, um, one of the things that comes with sharing you that I enjoy is hearing the details. Right. Um, which you never had very many. No. It's it, it's not that I didn't want to talk to you about it. It was never anything to really tell. Another, in all honesty. Another point of resentment is you'd tell me it was boring. You'd be like, well, it was boring. I didn't come. You just fucked me and we left. Which was something that caused some resentment and built up feeling on my part. Because I was like, well, if she's not enjoying it, if she's not having fun, if she's not orgasming... Why is she doing it in the first place? Exactly. Right. Which was the start of some questioning feelings I had in regards to myself. I was like, well, you know, she goes and she has sex with him. I'm sure she has sex with me. And she seems to enjoy sex with me. But what is what is she getting from him that she's not getting from me if it's so boring? If it almost felt like you might be trying to hide something. Right. Because, you know, you were, you were hooking up with him at work and out of work and they're just there wasn't much information coming from you and your interest just varied so much from what you would communicate right i didn't really have a good grasp on what it was that was really going down between the two of you yeah it was never a case where i didn't want to talk to you or tell you you know things that happened i felt like it wasn't enough to tell you at that time 
So when I say it was fun, the fun part for me back then, and this is absolutely wrong and I'm, you know, changed a lot since then, but I knew he was married. I knew his wife. The fun part was sneaking around behind her. You are such a... That is terrible. That's a terrible thing. I know that. I know that now. But I understand what you mean. Uh, yeah. Having talked to married women in the past uh, whose husbands didn't know they were flirting with me, I know what you mean. Right. It is exciting. It, it's not a good thing. We're not advising you to go out and have an affair. Don't do this. Please do not. Um, our unethical behavior did almost cost us some friendships down the road. It did. That it did. It did cost. It did. You're right. A friendship. But we'll, we'll talk to that here in a little while. Yeah. So, in in later on, after he had been having his affair for a little while with me, his his wife knew something was up. She knew because she asked around work about it. So I don't know if I ever told you that, but our mutual friend that you met at the trailer as well asked me about it. And that's how the whole thing started, where I eventually cut that one off for for the So I think for the rest of this podcast, we're going to refer to her ex as Beeves. Beeves. Hopefully. To call him Beeves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really afraid of that. Um, but during the whole situationship or whatever the hell it was. Now, it should be specified. You weren't the only woman at your job who he was having an affair with. No, definitely not. No, I was not the only one. You weren't the only other woman. There were there was a line of other women. There there was multiples, yeah. I, I felt really bad about being in that little circle there, but I guess I've always shared people with friends, so we best stayed at the same friend group for years. <laughs> So why don't you tell us a little bit about how things got started between you and Beeves and how they progressed. So I'm not really good with the details from back then. Um, we talked like normal. We've always flirted back and forth. So it progressed when I went back to the old job. I had just a different location and he was the manager there. Um, it always started out as text messages. And then when we seen each other, it was, you know, the flirty kind of same stuff we did when we were 16, I guess. Anybody who's worked in the kitchen knows how, how flirty it gets. Yeah. It, when there's <laughs> male and females behind the counter. Yeah. I don't think I was, a, was I a cook then? I don't think so. You're still behind the counter. Yeah. I was still a cashier. But anyways... Anyways, we've always had that flirty kind of relationship, so it was kind of easy to pick off, pick up where we left off, kind of thing. Um, so no, I have no idea what you mean. None of me and my exes have ever had a pick up where we left off type attitude with our relationship, please. Well, that's because most of your exes are crazy, anyways. Um, some of them I love, some of them I'd rather never see, anyways. We, we've just always had that level of comfort. Yeah. Comfort. It was always the best friends. Yes. Had very much had, we do not communicate anymore. And there's many reasons behind that, but most of the affair progressed when we didn't have a vehicle. We did have a tendency to break down our cars a lot. We went through a lot of vehicles back then and he would give me rides to and from work not so just in his car 
You gotta keep talking. When I make a joke like I'm that, you trying. gotta still talk. You can't just go blank-faced and blush. Anyways, he would give me rides to and from work. So I had to be on the schedule that he had. And we had a general manager who didn't give a flying fuck. He put me on the same schedule as him and let it ride. As long as he had me there to work. Shut up, Frank. Anyways, <laughs> I'm so done with you tonight. But it is. But anyway, the manager didn't care. The The GM didn't care. So we were on the same schedule. So when he would come pick me up, nothing would ever happen on the way to work. But on the way from work, because it was dark, I, he would ask for blowjobs a lot. And why are you looking at me like that? I just can't help but think about the last time I mentioned that it was dark. You know what? I knew you were going to bring that up. Stop it. <laughs> Keep going. I can't. Anyway. Still recording. I know. We're still recording. Thank you. Uh, but they were blowjobs. We never. Okay. I can't say we never did, but it was rarely. Good Lord. I can't talk tonight. Excuse me. It was rare that we had sex on the way home from work. So that was more of in our trailer when we moved into our trailer, which I don't remember a lot of the details on that one. I think you do a little bit more than I do. There's one encounter you had with him that I remember because he was coming over, but I couldn't be there. Right. I didn't have anywhere to go. Was was that at the trailer? That was at the trailer. Okay. Yeah. That's the one that I don't well, remember. I like went out and sat on the back step. Yeah. He had no idea you were there Locked at all. Shit. Yeah. That that was a whole awkward thing anyway, because I knew where you were, and he was in the house. And yeah, that was a whole thing. But mm, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> I am very sorry that it was awkward. I'm going to record the rest of this podcast staring at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But another encounter was the dry storage at work. Because I was on his schedule... The cashiers and cooks leave before the managers. Stop it. He's covering up his face. But the cashiers and cooks leave before the managers. So me being, having to get a ride from a manager, I had to stay. So he got done doing what he needed to do and there was no cameras in dry storage. So then he got to do what he wanted to do. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. He asked, I went along with it and then we went. And picked up food for his wife, and he took me home. And that was a lot of it, though. Like, on the way home, she would call and call and call, and he wouldn't answer. And then finally, like, right before he would drop me off, he would answer her. So, it was... So, that was part of the excitement, getting to watch him push off his wife while giving you attention. Right, because it would come up on his car, on his car screen. And sometimes he'd even be driving her vehicle. So that, that was part of the excitement for me back then. Would not be exciting now. But that was one of the things that kept me going back, I guess. And excuse my voice, I'm still getting over sickness. I know, I sound weird. It's fine. <clears throat> but it wasn't ever any crazy experiences. Like most of the time if we had sex, I didn't come at all. I don't, I don't think I ever came once with him. I faked it a lot. Um, and so you'd come home and tell me that, that you didn't come mm -hmm. or that you faked it. 
And like I said before, that just didn't really make a lot of sense to me because you've always been pretty open with me about not being the type of person to do that. Right. You know, fake orgasms. Why would you fake it? Right. Um. So for you to tell me that, it just had me. It it, it made me insecure. It made me feel like. I wasn't getting the whole story. It made me feel like there might be something else going on. Like I was actually have a relationship with him. Right. Um, At this time, you know, our agreement was casual sex. We weren't open and looking for relationships with other people. Right. Um, I didn't have anything going on with anybody. I had spoken to a couple who lived a town over. It never really advanced very far. Um, they were kind of new to the open marriage into things and just never went anywhere. Right. So I didn't have anybody that I was playing with at the time or experiencing new things with at the time. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I wasn't getting the whole <clears throat> true story when it came to what was going on with you and these. Um, and that was never communicated with me. It wasn't. It was not. Um, there was a point in time recently, I even brought it up, you know, that at the, back then I wondered, you know, is she just hooking up with him trying to make me jealous so that I'll change my mind and not want to do this open thing anymore? Right. And that was never the case at all. But it felt like it. Right. And I mean, your feelings were valid back then. I just wish I would have known your feelings back then. And it wasn't just that you were hooking up with your ex and that I didn't have anybody I was hooking up with and that I didn't feel, there were other things that went into it, um, which we'll talk more about here in a minute, but, uh, like, when I found somebody I was interested in playing with, then you would have insecurities that would block the play or restrict the play or designate it within the boundaries and parameters that you wanted for that circumstance. Right. Regardless of the freedom I gave you. Yes, because my jealousy was through the roof back then. Um, and it's just something I've recently gotten over in the last year. Um, look here. <laughs> it's been longer than six months. Thank you very much. Anyways, um, but it, it was something I had no uh, desire to control back then. I had no desire to work through. I was just like, well, I'm going to tell him how I feel about it. And if he don't like it, he can leave. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I don't see it that way now at all. We, we definitely talk about things and have come a hell of a long way since then but being younger and in my case stupid that's kind of how it was but the fact of the matter is we don't communicate any longer and i leave that at that now the reason you, you don't communicate any longer doesn't have anything to do with your hookups in 2015 um i'm not 100% but didn't y'all hooked up Again, uh, in 2017. I don't know, maybe. Like I said, I was so on again, off again with him. I can't. But it was in. Now we're gonna have, we're gonna be doing some jumping forward here, um, to cover some of these stories, and we'll be going back and forth in the future. But right now, uh, where we're covering unethical stories, we'll be we'll be doing some jumping back and forth. So uh, try not to be too annoyed with our timeline confusion. <laughs> But, uh, cause 2016 is going to be our next episode and that is a whole thing. But, uh, in between, yeah. Anyway, so y'all had y'all's thing in 2015, mm -hmm. which fell off in 2016. But when we moved back, he wanted to pick things back up. 
Right. Kind of where they dropped off. Right. And when we came back in 2017, that's not where we were. Right. Which, again, you're going to have to tune in for our next episode to hear all about that. But by the time 2017 rolled around, we weren't really in an open place. No. And his forward advancements and not willing to take no um, got to the point where you didn't want to talk to him anymore. Right. You stopped. I think you took him out of your phone. You blocked him on social media. Mm. Um, now, that wasn't still the nail in the coffin. No, that, that wasn't. stopped um, y'all communicating completely. I believe that would have been... Last year. last year, but the oh, year before last. 2022. When he tried to make a pass at you at my mother's funeral. Yeah, he did do that. But it, but what got me to be completely done with him was what happened at my dad's house. So my brother. That was previous. No, it wasn't. That was after. That was after your mom's funeral. It was after her funeral. He come out. My brother come out. My best friend came out. No, she wasn't there. I'm sorry. My brother was there, and he was there. You were there. My dad and stuff like that. We were watching something on TV or whatever. He had to go do something with his wife or something with his kids or whatever. Asked me to walk him to the truck because I always walk my friends out for the most part when they leave, especially when they're leaving my dad's house. And he tried to kiss me, and I told him no. And then he kept being so disrespectful after I had already said, no, I do not consent to this, and he kept doing it. So after he left, I was done completely. I don't deal with the disrespect towards my consent at all. So that was what it was, and that was after your mom's funeral. I feel like that. Mm-mm, it was after. But I don't feel like we had anything to do with him at all after he made a pass at you in the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm I, wrong. I don't think I would have let him come to your dad's house after that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not as prone to violence as I used to be, but I'm right. pretty sure that would have pushed me to that limit. I think that's one of the reasons why you really didn't want him at the funeral. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not, like I said, I'm not 100% sure on that. But I know that was the incident that pissed me off enough to be done. So. So back to 2015. Um, There was a lot of resentment building on my side. And I never... I mean, it it took me until probably this last year to communicate exactly what my feelings were there. Uh, My my thoughts of jealousy, my thoughts on, you know, were you hiding something? Uh, I mean, it's not that I didn't bring that up to you then. We got into some knockdown drag out yelling matches about it. Yeah. And never really handled things the right way. But it wasn't until this last year that I really broke down what my insecurities were, where they were stemming from, and what it was that I wanted to address. You know, like I said, you know, were you just hooking up with this guy because he was your ex, you lost your virginity to him, and you thought that would make me jealous enough to say, look, we're done with this. We're not sleeping with people anymore. Every time I get a girl, you think, oh. Now, I get why that would have been a thought process because I was like that back then. That I understand completely why that would have been a thought process, but that's not what that case was. Um, now, towards the end of our stint in Georgia in 2015, um, a friend of ours, Nora, used to spend a lot of time over at the trailer. Right. And one of the nights she was over, she was an old, a good friend of mine from back and. Y'all were pretty close friends, and we were sitting there, and I can't remember if we were drinking or if we were smoking. 
Uh, just FYI, I wasn't smoking, like, at all. In 2016, you might have been. In 2015, you might have been. Mm-mm. Uh, so, she was over one night, and uh, I can't remember. Me and her got kind of flirty, and I made some kind of comment about kissing her. And she looked at you, mm-hmm. and you kind of gave a head nod, and the next thing I knew, me and her were over there making out on the couch. Right. And I think later on, I got dared to go streaking down the road. Oh, God, yeah. And she got to see me naked. Mm-hmm. So me and her started kind of flirting back and forth. And while there was some kissing and petting, after mine and hers first or second interaction, you got kind of uncomfortable with the idea. Right. And you were like, well, I'm not really sure if I want you playing with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had exchanged some pictures we had made out a few times. I can't remember exactly, but, you know, there wasn't any hardcore playing going on. And uh, you got, you started second-guessing it. Yeah. So we came to the compromise that we would have a threesome Yeah. with her. Um, she had interest in you and hadn't had very many girl-on-girl experiences. So we decided we would test the waters that way. And what was going through your head during those periods of time, if you can remember? Oh, God. I mean, what was it like for you to look over and see me and Nora making out? Like, that shit was hot. Like, it was. I was like, damn, kind of enjoying that. Like, I didn't expect to have that kind of reaction. Um, I don't know what I was thinking later on down the line or whatever, but I do for that part. Like I said, it's been so long, it's hard to remember for me. I just, I've, I've blocked out so much stuff in my life. <laughs> so Nora and I had several opportunities where we could have played. Um, we hung out a lot while you were at work. Um, y'all would hang out while I was at work. Right. Um, but because of the boundaries you said, we didn't. Uh, we might have made out a little bit, but there wasn't any playing because we had agreed that we would do that all together. Right. Um, at some point, we also decided that that was going to be basically a soft swap level, no penetrative sex, just oral. Right. Because that was uh, what you were comfortable with because she was an old friend of mine, there was history, and that made you uncomfortable. Yeah, that's where like the jealousy came in, you know, like he'll leave me for her and kind of thing. So, when we finally ended up having our get-together, um, Nora came over. I know there was smoking involved that night. I'm just saying, I remember all of us smoking that night. Oh. <laughs> I smoked on very rare occasions. I was on quite a few other <laughs> extracurricular They We're not getting into that right now. All we need to talk about right now, but... Um, so we uh, she came over and we got undressed. Well, she got undressed to start off, and I think you got undressed. Mm-hmm. And you started going down on her. Yeah, which you seem to enjoy. I love eating pussy. <laughs> it's one of the things I do enjoy. And we found out that Nora was a squirter. Very true. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you started, you went down and you started eating her pussy. Mm-hmm. And I got behind you and started playing with your pussy mm-hmm. with my fingers and my tongue. And then I started fucking you while you were eating her out. Mm-hmm. 
And then she came several times. And I'm sorry, I don't remember if you came. You know what? I, I, I don't remember if you came while I was fucking you while you were eating her. I probably did because of how much I enjoy getting dick and eating pussy. I'm getting it at the same time. So I'm pretty sure the first time I fucked you while you were eating her, I did come. And then after she came several times, you beckoned me over. And I got down on my knees and I started licking her pussy. I needed a break, damn it. I mean, I wasn't complaining. <laughs> she was my idea. I had no problem getting out. I know. Just saying, I needed a break. I can't remember. Did me and her, were this, was there any petting with me and her before? I remember you, like, sucking her titties and stuff, but that was about all I can remember from that part. I meant before that. What do you mean? Like, I know we weren't allowed to, like, fuck, but we're, did we play it all before the threesome? I'm, I'm not sure. Like, all three of us together or just you two? Just me and her. Well, how would I know that? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. I figured you might remember something. I usually tell you most everything. Not back then. Not really. We didn't communicate back then. It's half of our problem. So, I got down there, and I started eating her pussy. Mm-hmm. Licking her up and down, and working on her clit, and about the time I needed a breath of air, she started squirting all over my face. Mm-hmm. And I remember this specifically because it was hot as shit. She started to squirt, and I started to try to breathe, and you shoved my face back into it. <laughs> So I kept going. You can't miss the waterfall, damn it. And I was choking and drowning and already unable to breathe. And I fucking loved that. And it was great. <laughs> just fucking buried in the pussy. Yeah. So that went on for a while. Um, then you told me it was your turn again. Mm-hmm. And you wanted me to fuck you while you ate Nora's pussy. And so I think at this point was when we moved from our chair... Okay, so I didn't come. I didn't come the first time. You were eating her pussy. I came the second time. Mm. You were eating her pussy. Okay. And then, after I came, I got up and went and kind of laid on the bed and was watching y'all. And then you came over. You were taking a break for me and her pussy, and you came over and you started sucking my cock. Mm. And you got a few strokes in, and she was just kind of sitting off to the side watching you. And again, totally hot moment. I remember you looking back over at her and kind of giving her the finger, come here. <laughs> and she came over and you kind of tilted my cock toward her and she started sucking my cock. And y'all were both kind of going back and forth at it. Um, Sorry, I'm just over here reliving the images. Is there anything you want to put in from that? Well, other than the fact that I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I mean, I don't know. I think at some point in time you had to go to the bathroom because I remember Nora telling me that she was really, really hoping... That you were going to let me fuck her. Right. Which didn't end up happening. Um, You later said that you kind of wished it had. Right. But it was, well, after the fact at that point. Yeah. Not my strong suit speaking up when, yeah. So we got on the bed. Y'all were sucking my cock. And then, yes, y'all were taking turns back and forth. And then we started changing positions again. Um, You wanted Nora to sit on your face. Yes. Yes. So you laid on your back, and she sat on your face, and you started eating her pussy like that, and I got between your legs and started fucking you again. Mm. And while I was fucking you, I was making out with Nora and playing with her titties, and again, just fucking hot as hell. (laughs) Oh my God. I just, that was amazing. I love it. It's not often that I've gotten to do that. Right. Maybe three times since we've married, <laughs> and I've got to fuck somebody else, or fuck you while making out with somebody else, or fuck somebody else while making out with you, and that's 
it's just really hot. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do in terms of threesomes. Right. Um, so, but yeah, that, that, that made me come again. That made me come again for the second time that night. And after that, I was, I was spent. <laughs> I mean, I could have gone longer. I think our, our time frame was coming to an end. Nora needed to go home. Yeah. Um, so that, that pretty much wrapped up that night. Right. Now, a few weeks later, um, we were getting ready to move back to Tennessee. We had our money where we thought it needed to be and had a plan to go back up to Tennessee and get ourselves established and, you know, make our lives work back where we thought we wanted to be. Right. Uh, spoiler alert, we live in Indiana now. <laughs> you all know how that worked out. Yeah. Um, and another friend of ours, Maria, wanted to have her first girl-on-girl experience with you. Yeah. And she was a good friend of ours, and her boyfriend was also a good friend of ours. More of a good friend of yours than mine. Okay, that's fair. That's That's fair. Me, me and him have a love-hate relationship. We love to hate each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah, do. So, y'all had y'all's interaction. Yeah. And y'all took pictures. Yep, that was stupid. And she made an online profile for our fetish site and posted those pictures. And her boyfriend found out about it. Yeah. And that was the end of our friendship with Maria. Yep. And her boyfriend. Yeah, I didn't talk to Maria for like six years. Sounds about right. Yeah, it was forbidden. Which, I mean. I don't disagree to an extent, but I knew. In your head, that, in your head, he had cheated on her. It was okay for her to cheat on him. Yeah, that, and I, I'm not saying I wish I could take it back. I'm not saying I do and don't. I'm just, that was a friendship I mourned for a very, very long time. Right. Which was one of the major steps in. Well, I won't say it was one of the major steps in realizing that we needed to take a more ethical approach. It was more along the lines of if we were going to be unethical, it needed to not be with the old ladies of our friends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, I, I lost a lot with me and her, you know, experimenting together. We we were allowed any communication at all like none and I was blocked on everything and I didn't know that it you know I had no indication that he had found out anything it wasn't six years we kind of rekindled the friendship in 2017 if you remember but then it went away again it fell back off because the feelings that he had about what had happened kind of resurfaced and they resurfaced a lot apparently but well, I'm saying, like, we, they cut us out completely until 2017, and then when we lived back in Georgia again, we were, we weren't as close as we had been, but we still saw them. We did. Because I remember going over to their house one day before work and gashing my head open on my car door because I walked into work and there was blood dripping down my Was brain. it just you, though? No, we were all over there. Where were we? Pretty sure you stayed over there when I went to work. Maybe. But, uh. It was always awkward, though. Yeah, so, it. It caused rift, though. Yeah. And that was a very valuable lesson, one that probably didn't need to be learned. Yeah. That's common sense. But um, you live and you learn. Now, that wouldn't be the last time that either of us talked to somebody with a significant other. Nope. 
it was just the last time that we talked to somebody who's significant other we knew. Yes. Um, at that point, I was done with that. <laughs> there was a woman who worked with us at the same restaurant chain when we lived in Tennessee, uh, who I got flirty with a few times. Uh, there was petting in the freezer mm-hmm. when we were baking out, but and she asked me to give her a ride home where there was more petting because she didn't have a ride home to her abusive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really go any very far, but it was not something I should have been doing. Right. Then when we moved up here, there was a girl not too long back who I worked with who also had an apparently shitty boyfriend, and she was cute, and she was petite, and very much the, I don't like using this term, but she had she was very much breakable. She was a breakable. Okay, and I've never been with a breakable girl, but it, it's, it seems like it would be fun. Right. So, like. You're talking body type wise. Yeah, like petite. Okay. She was under five, five footer under, give or take. She probably weighed a buck fifteen soaking wet. Right. So that didn't go very far either. We flirted a lot. Uh, I think we made out twice with some light petty on break mm-hmm. in the hallway work. It wasn't anything that was, it never got beyond the picture stage. Right. And then she kind of goes to me with, well, I'm, I don't want to get into what I think she did or what she might have been going for or what she was looking for. Um, but. Before she ghosted me, I was already getting not cold feet about the situation, but I was starting to get sketched out. It seemed like maybe she was just trying to have a kid. Yeah. And I'm not trying to have any more kids. <laughs> I've got enough kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not trying to have a kid with a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, however the fuck old she was. So that got cut off. Right. Um, You were talking to your boss's brother yeah for a little while when we moved up here i did i started talking to my boss's brother he was going through a divorce at the time your old boss yeah my old boss not not my new boss okay. in, case any of our, in case any of our listeners happen to be our co-workers her old boss <laughs> not the one in her current job no <laughs> anyways um he was going through a divorce or he thought so Oh, yeah, he thought he was going through a divorce. Like, they had actually split up. You know, she wasn't in the home anymore. They had, you know, shared custody of their kids. So, you know, uh, every, every sign pointed to divorce. Um, I cannot remember exactly how it started. I know that my boss encouraged me to talk to him because he was going through a lot of the time. And she knew kind of a little bit about our, you know, lifestyle and stuff like that. You're fucking hot. <laughs> That's you know, not where we're going with this. I was going through a divorce. I don't want to hook up. <laughs> but uh, we we texted and, you know, was friendly. And he'd come into the store sometimes. So I knew what he looked like. So I thought he was cute. I was like, okay. Um, And it kind of progressed from there where I went over to his house and sat and chatted for a little while. And then it progressed into us going into his bedroom and me sucking his dick. And I told him the first time I went over there that I was not comfortable having sex yet. So I sucked his dick. I cannot remember if he had the issues or not. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know if he... No, he did. So he was able to get it. Yeah, he was able to get it up and come. Okay, look, I'm, I'm trying to go through the list here, okay? So he came. We talked for another minute. I went home. I came home to you. And the second time I went over there, it was the same thing. But I don't think he was comfortable having sex. So we did it. 
So it never went past the point of me giving him a blowjob. He never like ate me out or anything like that. I just gave him two blowjobs pretty much. And then a couple weeks later, he was back with his wife. He was back with his wife. So that that stopped then. Like that was over and done with. But that was not the only encounter at that job I had. So another married man, he was a vendor at my old job. And we talked like we we had talked for like a year before then just as friends because I worked there for quite a few years. Um, we we just had friendly conversations and we would flirt back and forth, but it was never anything I took seriously. But we ended up exchanging Snapchat. Not very good at taking people flirting with you seriously though. I've noticed that. You know? You, you either don't catch it or you think it's more friendly than it is. You've been flirted with at the swingers club that we go to. We'll talk about that in another episode because I'm still really pissed at that. Like I, I'm not pissed at him. The theater room. Oh no! See, I was talking about the guy on the patio. What guy on the patio? You talking about the last one? Oh, yeah. okay. You're talking about NASCAR. Okay, I got you. Either way, the fact of the matter is that I really didn't think he was flirting until like you. Okay, you said something, and then all of a sudden on Facebook. I see a comment, and I'm like, oh, shit, he really was hitting on me. I didn't see. I thought we were just having, like, a conversation. Whereas whereas women don't flirt with me, <laughs> people flirt with you all the time, and you just don't notice. I don't pay it. I thought we were just having a nice conversation. You were having a nice conversation in a sex club. Well, yeah, but you can just make friends there. You don't have to, like, bang everybody in the sex club or flirt with everybody. So I just thought we were having a conversation. But you're hot. That, you know, what? <laughs> Good Lord. Anyways, back to my story. He's getting me sidetracked. We'll, we'll get to those adventures in later episodes. Anyway, so me and him exchanged Snapchat information because you didn't have to add the people back then to have a conversation with somebody. You didn't have to be friends with them. Um. So, so me and Bob would snap each other. It was at first to start out innocent of just talking about the fuck was that? I was copying you. You did a little nose flick. I so. have scratching my nose. Okay, well, we don't have to talk about your nose. <laughs> we can talk about... Anyways. You sexting Bob. Anyways, we would talk, and then it escalated into um, more of me sending pictures than him. I never actually seen a picture of his dick. I only seen, like, outlines in his underwear and stuff like that, but if his wife ever found out which i'm pretty sure she did and that's why me and him no longer have communication uh she'd go off the handle because this is not the first time that he's done that he used to post ads on craigslist and he got caught doing that so he was like a serial serial cheater but he was attractive and like we had a friendship we had good chemistry and stuff so i was like why why not and after he left the store and I left the store. There's been no communication at all. And by this time, I think we decided that excitement aside, attraction aside, and as fucked up as it sounds, it wasn't some kind of giant moral thing that popped up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've looked back at it since then and gone, damn, this was really fucked up of us to do. Right. But at the time, it was just, wow, trying to go behind somebody else's back. Like, I, I felt like it would be easier to cheat on you than <laughs> to play with somebody that was cheating on their significant other because there were just so many hoops you had to jump through and just 
unknown variables too on the other end like you don't know anything about like if they go through each other's phones or what the what they do or their extended communications or anything like that so as like my buddy luke used to say you've always got to account for the unknown variables yeah well anyways (laughs) and being as that was a point in time where i wasn't communicating with luke i forgot that lesson so yeah yeah but with all of those hoops uh at that point is about when we realized that that's not how we wanted to do things. Yeah. Um, if we're having to jump through all those other hoops, then it's taking away from whatever experience we're able to actually have, and um, it's it impacts it imp- it impacts the experience. Yeah. Um, when you've got one or more parties looking over their shoulders the whole time, mm-hmm. so. Now, granted, that was in... Bear in mind, at this point in the story, we're in, like, 2018, 2019 territory, 2020 Yeah. So, um, this was several years' worth of mistakes and mismanagement on our part before we finally had the super obvious, you know, reality broken for us. Like, hey, this is not... It's not us. Yeah. It, and I, I wouldn't want to be in the other person's shoes either. The 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 spouse that didn't know, right? At all, like I, I, I kind of have been, been there. there, yeah. So I just with the whole Colette thing that I talked about in episode one, <clears throat> um, the emotional affair I had with a coworker. Mm-hmm. So it it was something we should have known, right? Having experienced it. And it just, we weren't very mature about it. No, definitely not. It it took some time and, you know. It unfortunately took our own personal inconveniences to convince us, hey, this is, you know, we're just, we're fucking assholes. Right. I mean, I'm always talking about what a piece of shit I am, but. Boop. Um, yeah, so. A lot of lessons learned. A lot of lessons learned. A lot of experiences to, you know, to learn from and to to go back and, you know, kind of remind you of... Yeah, it was fun, but is it worth... Was it worth it? Right. You know, was it worth... Was that night you enjoyed with Maria enjoyable enough to throw your friendship away over? Right. You know, was getting his dick sucked worth potentially losing his wife it just you know like you said we wouldn't want it to be us so why would we do that to other people right thank god for growth and change and you know realizations and stuff now just because we have covered the majority of our unethical experiences in this episode that's not to say that there weren't some sidesteps in the stories we'll be talking about coming up um, our next episode we'll be talking about 2016, and I just keep referring it to 2016 instead of in, uh, instead of in specific reference to any one person or persons because, well, there were a lot of people in 2016, mm-hmm. at least for you. We had Mike when I was in Georgia, and then there was Scott, and then there was, shit, what did I write his name down as? Um, Ben and 
I don't know if we include David or not, but so I mean. Oh yeah, because he doesn't care. Never yeah, no, I got permission to use his real name. Yeah, I was like, wait, you just said his real name, and he doesn't give a shit. No, David totally gave me his consent. He's he's six hundred miles away from where we are now. He's not involved like that. He's just a really good friend who has gone up along the way. Poor David. Whereas my 2016 was a little different than your 2016, and yet very much the same. Yeah. So with 2016, with the story coming up, there will be a lot of unethicalness. Um, you will hear a lot about. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this bottleneck of emotions that I had building resentment um after our three-way with nora and having been denied consent from shelly to have sex with nora that that did build up more resentment that was bottled up Mm. um and that probably played into the events that y'all will hear quite a bit and it it took me years to realize you know how much that it played into it but so when you hear next episode and you're like wait a minute none of this sounds ethical either don't think that we just (laughs) left it out of this one because it was ethical no that's just there's so much going on in our next episode that it it couldn't fit here yeah we're coming up on the hour mark and we're gonna have to wrap this up but like we said we learned a lot of lessons we fucked up yeah and we grew yep and without the mistakes and experiences along the way, then we probably wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah. So. So we'll catch you guys on the next episode. And. Yeah. As always, if you'd like to shoot us an email, ask us any questions about the show or our lives or what we've got going on. Feel free. You can reach us at OUreSerious2023 at gmail.com. As always. Thanks for listening. I love you, baby. I love you.